Hello and welcome to On the Trail. I'm Gabriel Piamonti. Today is Wednesday, September 26th, 2018. And you are listening to the podcast for the campaign to elect Gabriel Piamonti. I'm running for alderman of the 5th Ward. And today we're going to step back from an ongoing conversation we've been having about local economics and talk about the why of us doing that. And then we're going to go back to that conversation and we're going to look at a term that is extremely important for understanding the whole picture of what we're looking at. Finally, we're going to talk about an event that's returning to South Shore this holiday season, but we are going to start with a big picture moment. And I want to say the reason we're having this conversation about economics is that we're in a state of economic warfare. There are lots of things we can talk about in a political campaign, but to me, in South Shore, in Woodlawn, in Grand Crossing, if you're not talking about economics, and if you're not providing an analysis of what's going on and a solution in terms of how to address what's going on, You're not somebody who's serious about making positive change. The business model in the United States requires communities to fail. That is to say that the wealth that is created comes from somewhere. And in order for things to function the way the system wants them to function, that wealth has to go in one direction. So specifically, let's look at the unemployment rate to illustrate this idea. In a country of hundreds of millions of people, when the unemployment rate is at 5% or 6% or 7%, which is like the range that politicians like and corporations like, millions of people are out of work. So what this tells you is that there is an intentional plan to keep people without any way of supporting their families. And racism is integral to this, not only in terms of the choice to keep certain people unemployed, but in terms of the justification for why it's happening, to paper over the reality and to say that certain people perhaps aren't working hard enough or maybe aren't that smart. And these additional sort of racist tropes that make the system work right. It is the glue that makes things work. And we need to understand this. Only by understanding how we got to the point we're at now are we going to be able to respond to it. And so that's why we're getting into all of this economic talk. Today we're going to talk about the idea of extractive investment. And extractive investment is an idea that I took from the mining industry where when the when corporations that do mining are talking about how they're going to tackle getting wealth out of a mountain, they'll talk about the infrastructure that they build, they'll talk about the way that they're transporting ore out of that mountain, and all of that is the extractive investment that they put into that physical location. It's essentially the same idea in our neighborhoods, in in communities like South Shore and Woodlawn and Grand Crossing, where when somebody so-called invests, we take a look, we watch what's happening, money's actually being lost. Assets are actually being reduced. Take, for example, Pangea Properties, which is a huge property owner in South Shore. They have a huge portfolio. They are referred to as property investors. But if you look what's really happening, first of all, every property that Pangea Property has purchased was owned by somebody else before that. And if you look at the trends, their massive portfolio is dominated by South Shore properties, we know that there have been thousands and thousands of foreclosures since 2005. In many cases, those are local owners, and that property is taken from them, and it's transferred to somebody like Pangea. So immediately, you lose a local asset. Now, on top of that, they're huge evictors. They evict tenants at the drop of a hat. They do it to large numbers. The Metropolitan Tenants Organization, for example, will tell you they have file cabinets full of complaints against Pangea. 
they're a huge offender in terms of this. The ripple effect of that is massive. And I'm not going to go into all of the implications, but think about what happens when a very poor, vulnerable family loses their capacity to have shelter and all of the things that could result from that for children, for seniors, and so on. It's a big disaster. And then, of course, there's a simple fact of the capital outflow, that rents that go to Pangea leave the neighborhood. That is something that you will hear about a company like Pangea as if they're investors in the community. There is, again, this sort of series of tropes that suggest that local people just can't handle property or, or they don't know how to do the kind of thing Pangea is doing. Of course, we have had very successful property managers and property owners in our communities for as long as we've had communities. More racism, more papering over the reality just to advance somebody's agenda. Now, there's a coming iteration of extractive investment that you need to be aware of, and it's actually already here, but it's going to get worse and worse, and we have to be very aware of its presence and its implications. And that's investment funds that are tied, that connect social investment with profit. And we'll talk more about this in the future, but basically the idea is that There are funds, including a fund that was launched by the city, including a fund that was launched by the Chicago Community Trust, and all of the language is about making communities better. But when you look at the fine print, it's about tying some kind of profitability to social service. It's insane in the sense that it is taking the little bit of social service that's left, and it's causing some of the resources to help others be directed towards profit doesn't make sense but it does make sense if your priority is extractive investment if your if your priority is not to help a community but to draw wealth out of it okay finally i want to make mention of a an event that took place last year called connect south shore and this was a hugely successful event that brought the idea of creative culture as a means of activating storefronts to to the neighborhood. Eric Williams, who is the owner of the Silver Room and a real master of urban space and bringing it alive and bringing people together, teamed up with Rob McKay, who's a gallerist, and got resources from the Chamber of Commerce and some other places and did this great arts kind of presentation that was in a bunch of vacant storefronts. It was right after Thanksgiving. They're doing it again this year. Go to the website, connectsouthshore.org, and see what contact information is there. Go up to the Silver Room in Hyde Park and talk to Eric Williams. If you're an artist, see if there's a way you can plug in. If you're a vendor or if you have some product that you'd like to get in front of people, see how that's going to work out this year and if there's a way for you to fit in. I think this is a great opportunity, a great entrepreneurial opportunity. I'm going to talk more about it as we get closer to it. My name is Gabriel Piamonti. My website is gabrielpiamonti.com. Please go there. Take a look at our campaign information. You can volunteer there. You can donate as well. We definitely are looking for folks to help out with our petition drive. You can participate in that. Also, always in need of financial support. Take a look, gabrielpiamonti.com. Thank you very much. Have a terrific day.